Welcome into the Octopus Podcast. I'm Nick Devine with my co-host Lucas Tashi. Today is Shoot Your Shot Friday. We're going to be talking about the Champions League, the Europa League, and then we're going to be getting into some general news followed by our bets and upcoming fixtures for the weekend. We hope you guys enjoy the show. It is Halloween weekend, but we are still going hard here at Off the Post. Lucas, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you doing? Also doing fantastic. Um, <laughs> Dude, so much soccer going on with the World Cup less than a month away. I know. I know. We're about, I think, four weeks out almost uh, practically from the World Cup. You know, some some injuries are coming in where they're talking yeah, about yeah. players ruled out, which is uh, which is kind of really disappointing to, to hear, right? Um, yeah. Fortunately, like a lot of the players, you know, they've announced already that it's you know it's Messi's gonna be it's gonna be Messi's last World Cup. It's gonna be Ronaldo's last World Cup. Modric yeah. said this is gonna be his last World Cup. You know, so a lot of probably gonna really, be Benzema's. Like a lot of these guys, Cruz. It like yeah, it's gonna be a lot of these guys' last World Cups. Just just kind of uh, surreal for us. If you really think about it, because all these players we grew up with, we have yeah, some dude. connection with, you know, and uh, and it was different for for the generation before us. You know, like your your older brother, just as an example, he probably looks at different players than what we look at. Yeah. And for us, it's just like we're going through kind of like what he went through, like back then when we were just growing up, when he saw all his kind of favorite players uh, retire and, and disappear. Yeah. So. Crazy. For him, it, it was like the Zidane, the the real Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldinho, and then now for us, it's the Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, like uh, Benzema, Lewandowski. This is gonna be Lewandowski's last World Cup too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just it's crazy to think about like how many of these stars are gonna be in their last World Cup, and then I mean also these stars that are young that they can make a name for themselves in this World Cup. Like, think about uh, Kylian Mbappe, who already made a name for himself the last World Cup. Uh, I mean, I wish I can say Erling Haaland, but he's not in the World Cup. Phil Foden, who's definitely going to take that next step. You have the Sp- pretty much the whole Spanish team. Gavi, Pedri, uh, they're going to take that next step. Jude Bellingham, I think if he becomes a consistent starter for England, that would be fantastic for him, and he fully deserves it. Uh, he's a captain already for Borussia Dortmund. I don't know why he wouldn't play every single game for England, but the reason I, I mean, we know he would not play is because Southgate. But we'll we'll get into the World Cup more as as the leagues start to dwindle down and we get closer to that November twentieth date. A hundred percent agree. I think. Uh... I think it's just fair to just get into the Champions League games that we went through since it was the fifth round. A lot of a lot of moving parts, a lot of yes. kind of decisions have been made on where the teams will already finish. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, Tottenham and uh, and Lisbon group, you know, during this this conversation. But we'll just go through the results really quickly. Yeah. Chelsea, Should we go group are, by group? Um, do you want to go group by group? Let's go group Let- by group. Yeah, because it's been a while since we've, like, touched on the, I think, match day four. Let's go group by group uh, and then talk about the results that be, that have been going on. I think that that's probably the best way of going about it because when we go group by group, we can announce whether the team's already been qualified into the knockout stage as well, whether they're, they've secured first place or not. So uh, let's start with group A, All which right, is 
Napoli, Liverpool, Ajax, and Rangers. So, right. I mean, Napoli, dude. We did not see this coming. Like, 16 goal differential, 5 for 5. And, yes, they have to play Liverpool at the end uh, next week. But, dude, this team is looking sick. Amazing. Amazing. They beat Raiders 3-0. I know Liverpool beat Ajax 3-0 as well. So it, it kind of the, – the results of who goes through the round of 16 is already sealed here. Yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, Napoli has been so impressive to me. All they have to do is is uh, not lose by, I believe, it's two goals mm-hmm. to, to Liverpool to in order to stay on top. If they if they lose by one, they'll still finish top of their group because of both of them beating each other and then Napoli having the goal difference. It's so, actually three goals. Is it three goals? Yeah. Oh, uh, is it because uh, Napoli has the goals for tiebreaker as well? No, no, because Nap- uh, Napoli's goal differential is 16. Liverpool's is nine at the moment. You're right. So You're right, that's I- a seven goal differential already. So it would actually need to be four. No, you're right. I was looking at points instead of goal difference, just by yeah. mistake. No, but you're cor- absolutely correct. So N- Napoli is definitely driving the seat here in terms of where they're going to finish. I think it's uh, this group is pretty locked up, right? Napoli, Liverpool, Ajax, Rangers will finish top in that order. We didn't have L- Napoli finishing top of this group. I don't think we would we were surprised necessarily if they would have be- given Liverpool's form at the beginning of the season. Uh, but overall. I think we were expecting exactly this with this group. Yeah, I mean, we weren't expecting Napoli to finish first. We were expecting Liverpool to finish first, but we were expecting these two to advance. Um, but I expected more from Ajax. They've been very disappointing this season, especially in the Champions League. Um, yeah. They've just been getting crushed, and it doesn't look like they're even in it. And I've seen like some tweets from some of their fans that they're just not happy with the decisions the coach has been making. But, man, I mean, Ajax going down to the Europa League. If Ajax get Manchester United, we'll get into this later on. That will be hysterical. You get Eric Ten Hag and Anthony versus their former, his former team, and Lissandra Martinez versus their former team. Like, bro, that would be crazy. It's also, it's also, you know, the fact that they lost a lot of their star players, too, yeah. which is part of the reason why they're, they're having the season that they're having. But... You're right. I, we expected them to at least be competitive here. Yeah. Uh, I really shocked that they're in the Europa League, though. Uh, getting into Group B, we have Club Bruges and Porto qualifying for the round of 16. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Atletico Madrid and Leverkusen are still battling it out for the Europa League spot. And, I mean, Atletico Madrid and Leverkusen, when they played against each other and they drew 2-2, one of like the most crazy endings that I've seen for for any game, right? With them getting Atletico getting a penalty that they, in my opinion, did not deserve. Carrasco mm-hmm. missing, right? And then someone shooting the rebound and Carrasco saving the rebound from going in is just insanity. Absolutely. Well, it was actually it was literally something out of FIFA. You're right, Carrasco saved it, but then they hit the post. Yeah. And then the third shot hit off Carrasco's back and went over. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Crazy. You would not see, you know. Uh, I think I think that for uh, who's going to finish, you know, in the Europa League spot, I have no idea. I don't really care, to 
to be honest, uh, kind of amazing for me to see Atletico not even qualifying for the round of 16. Club Bruges uh, lost 4 nothing to Porto, though. And, I mean, for them, I think they just... I think they're just satisfied with making it to the round of 16. I think it's amazing for them. I think it's also amazing for Porto and uh, good for these two teams. I have nothing but amazing things to say about both of them. Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, both club Rouge and Porto are going to be fighting for that number one spot. So mm-hmm. both teams have something to play for. Whereas, I mean, Atletico Madrid and Porto are playing each other next week. Leverkusen and Bruges are playing. If club Bruges end up losing to Leverkusen, and Porto ends up beating Atleti, dude, Atleti's going to finish fourth, and they're not going to have Europe the rest of the season. That's just crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, totally possible, though. I think it's it would be kind of an advantage for them, though, to not have to worry about a third competition uh, to play in, given the fact that it's a condensed calendar season. Yeah. So it could be very advantageous for them if they were to, to get knocked down in the group stage. That would mean, though... I mean, I would I would be absolutely positive that they would qualify for Champions League, even if yeah. they they didn't make it uh, into Europa League for next season. So tough on them. Weird weird team still. Very weird team. Yeah. Jao Felix coming on in like the 87th minute. Very weird. Uh, I think they should sell him. I think we've talked about it before on mm-hmm. the the pod. So I think that's a story for another day, though. Do you want to get into our boys and Group C? Group C. What the f- is going on here? Sorry, I was about to curse, then I realized you can't curse. But what is going on, dude? Barcelona, they had to spend $300 million. They had to pull three different levers. They had to do everything to get the team that Xavi wanted just to miss out on Champions League, knockout stage, and get into Europa League. Bayern honestly dominating Barcelona in that game. It probably could have been 3-4-5. It was 3-0. It it could have been 4-5-0 in that game. Inter doing what they needed to do. Barca are in shambles. It is hysterical. So, they're, I mean, they're qualified for the Europa League. Bayern are still a favorite, in my opinion, to win the whole thing. They look fantastic at the moment. And Inter proved that they can compete with the big boys. Yeah, totally agree with you. Inter was very impressive, even when they played Barcelona on the second, uh, the return match day, right? In my opinion, they deserved to win that game. Not necessarily the first game, because I thought uh, Barcelona kind of got robbed there. But regardless of that, I don't think that's an excuse at all for how they performed, uh, you know, for this season. It's just been an utter disappointment, in my opinion, for where they should be. They only have the league and the Copa del Rey to focus on now. I mean... It's crazy because they budgeted to go past this group stage for so for them to finish third in Group C is it's not fi- it's not like it's a financial pain for them. It's not mm-hmm. devastating, right? But it hurts them a lot. And I just uh, just interesting to see what they're gonna do in Europa League because if they continue to play this way, regardless of how amazing Lewandowski has been, I don't see them going far in the Europa League as well. You know what I mean? I don't see them yeah. winning it. I view I view a lot of teams that I would take over them right now in the Europa League. So just very disappointed for them. Amazing for Inter. Uh, Amazing Bayern, for them. Bayern, like you said, I mean, have to be uh, have to be one of the two favorites, in my opinion, to, to win this whole thing. Yeah, no, easily, easily. 
Um, Inter, I mean, they're not going to be any slouch. It all depends on what the knockout stage uh, outcome will be, who they face. But they're not an easy team to beat. Uh, again, I do agree with you. Barcelona kind of kind of got shafted in that one match day against Inter. But, I mean, they didn't do anything against uh, Victoria Blizzen either. They beat them, but, like, they should have done more against Bayern. It's just very, very, very underwhelming from that Barcelona team after the summer that they had had. I agree 100%. And I'll talk about this later when we get to, to Real Madrid with Group F and how this impacts them in the, the next rounds. But uh, going into Group D, right? Tightest group by far here. Yeah. You know, you have uh, all four teams still separated by two points. Really, any of these teams can go through depending on what the results are from the last match day. Tottenham top currently at eight. Sporting and, and Eintracht Frankfurt tied at seven. And then Marseille behind but only at six points right so i mean looking at this you have marseille against tottenham the last game and then you also have uh you also have eintracht against sporting lisbon so i mean it's gonna be crazy lucas i can't predict who's going to win this uh, either way i have yeah. no, no clue whatsoever you know marseille is is bottom right but they have a positive goal difference the tied Ooh. for the best goal difference in the group with Tottenham with one goal uh, in their goal difference. Sporting has zero, and then Eintracht Frankfurt has negative two. I think, I mean, I have to think about this for one half second. Um, so, I mean, I think Lisbon might win this one. And yeah. Go because they're home against Eintracht Frankfurt. And then for Tottenham or Marseille, this is really a toss-up. But in my opinion, I think Tottenham and Marseille draw, and, and Tottenham goes through second on the the group stage that's my prediction i think tottenham will end up winning but i agree with you regarding sporting i think tottenham got screwed over this past week though uh i'm not sure if you watched that they would have had a game-winning goal from harry kane var called it offside it was off by the slimmest of margins like an actual centimeter so i mean they got absolutely shafted i'm not sure why uh it was called offside i I, you got to feel for them but again, they've been very underwhelming this season altogether. 100%. Past few game weeks, 100% uh, in in Champions League, but even in the Premier League, they've been very, very underwhelming. Um, but I still expect them to beat Marseille. They have the talent to do so. They have the management to do so. They should go out there and still win and advance uh, and top the group. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think the matchup, if you, if you told me that, you know, we're picking Tottenham and, and Lisbon, both of us. But if you told me that I checked the Marseille both went through instead, then I would. 100%. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, this is the this is the most unpredictable group um, this entire season, to be honest. By far, by far. Yeah. And so even, then go ahead. Yeah, go. No, I was going to go into group E. So was go I, ahead. So is I oh. think alike. All right. All right. So going into group E, I mean, bro, Graham Potter, what is he doing? He's literally working his magic like Harry Potter out there. And he is just getting win after win after win in both the Champions League and the Premier League. He's getting this team to do what they need to do to win. And we've said it. The appointment for them was always one of the best appointments that we've ever seen. Uh, I really, really liked it for Chelsea. And now it's showing that they've always had the talent. But they didn't, I guess they didn't believe in their manager at that time. Uh, they didn't believe in Tuchel, but Graham Potter, he's putting them in a different structure. 
that plays to their benefits, plays to their strength. And I really think what he's been doing has been fantastic for them. But it just goes to show with them being first in the in the group with 10 points, five goal differential, way better than everybody else. They've already secured a Champions League spot, a uh, knockout stage spot. Um, we don't know whether it's going to be first or second. It's likely going to be first, um, given that Milan will need to win with a plus five goal differential and for Chelsea to lose. But at the moment, I mean, Chelsea pretty much secured. I think they're going to lock in that first spot because they're just going to continue that uh, strong winning streak that they have going on. And then this second spot is tough. I think it's going to be Milan. But RB Salzburg have really, like, turned heads at the moment. They've really performed really, really well. Um, I just think Milan have the talent to be able to do so with Rafael Leao. Uh, the strong team that they have at the moment. And they're coming off a victory while uh, Salzburg is just coming off a loss against against Chelsea. So I, I think this is Milan and Chelsea to advance with Chelsea finishing first. I, I agree with you 100%. Milan's at home against RB Salzburg and Salzburg needs a win to, to go through, right? So in my opinion, it, it, it can only be Chelsea and Milan here just due to the yeah. circumstances. The fact that even if Salzburg draws, right, I mean, that guarantees them essentially Europa League. So it's still a good result for them. But Mm -hmm. that instantly seals their fate because Milan's, no matter what, is always a point ahead. Uh, 100% agree with you. I think that for Chelsea, I mean, they've been very impressive. Uh, Same thing with Milan, even though they lost a, a couple of fixtures here. They definitely deserve to go through. And that's what I would expect for them. I mean, Zagreb, though, I'm not sure what's going to happen on that last leg because Chelsea, I don't know, may or may not rest. You think they're going to sit? You think they're going to rest players? They could, right? They're in position to. Their goal differential is better than Milan's, and I believe they have the the head-to-head with Milan as well. They do. So, so in in my opinion, they basically uh, have kind of locked in their their place. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but at the same time, Lucas, I, I mean, I don't see them getting past Chelsea and going to the Europa League just because they already beat Chelsea once, right? Yeah. So that'll be on the players' minds, and they'll want to outperform Zagreb in the the last fixture here. So I just, I just see the place that these teams are in Group E currently. I think it all stays the same. Uh, yeah. I 100% agree. And let's see if there's any games here that are the early fixtures. That, okay, no. They're both the late fixtures. So I would I was gonna say if potentially let's say Milan and Salzburg are in the early fixture and they know what's what the result is, Chelsea's gonna uh rest their players even more, but they're all in the later fixture. So uh yeah, it's all up for grabs when it comes to that third spot. If if Chelsea rest their players, Milan win, Dinamo Zagreb win, dude. Zagreb is going to get in that Europa League spot, and that's just a shame for Salzburg because they really deserve it, in my in my opinion. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they've had they've been the more impressive team. They have the better goal differential. I I'm not too I'm not too concerned here. I think yeah. it stays the same. Going into Group F, we have Real Madrid who lost to RB Leipzig. Uh, you know, kind of shocking, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I bet on Real Madrid to win. It's the first loss of the season because they've been still unbeaten in La Liga. Uh, 
very impressive performance from Leipzig. You know, so we have Real Madrid top, Leipzig second, Shakhtar Donetsk third, and Celtic last. Real Madrid are playing Celtic in the last match day, so I think Real Madrid go through here. And then Leipzig and Shakhtar Donetsk end up playing each other to determine who would get really that that last spot. So I I honestly have to double check here because I'm not sure what the previous result was when they last played. Um, let me double check this. Because from what I still see, I believe that Shakhtar have a, a shot if they were to win this game because then they'd have the goal differential for sure. And then for head-to-head, let's see what happened. The they they 100% have a shot because going into Shakhtar Donetsk at home, it's a difficult matchup for sure. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is RB Leipzig is really stepping up their game at the moment, not just in the Champions League, but in the Bundesliga. 100%. Timo Werner has really, really stepped up uh, in Cuckoo's scoring goals. Both of them up top have really done well for, for the side, getting them the goals that they need to get. Uh, and, I mean, it just goes to show with that after the fact that they just beat Real Madrid, which is a huge win for them. I think it's going to end up being a, a draw, in okay. my opinion. Um, it's going to be a difficult matchup, difficult fixture, but it, I personally think it's going to end up uh, as a draw and Leipzig is going to go through. And I mean, Real Madrid needs to win this to stay in that first position. So they're not going to rest their players against uh, Celtic. Celtic has nothing to play for at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not even in contention for Europa League. Uh, that's, that's my prediction for uh, match day six. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Uh, I also kind of agree that that's what's going to happen. Shakhtar, though, if they win, I just confirmed it, they're going to go through in second place because they yep. beat Leipzig 4-1 in the first game. For Real Madrid, this is what I wanted to mention, Lucas. It looks like they're going to they're gonna be the only Spanish team in the round of 16, right? With I know what you're going to say. Barcelona and, and, you know, Sevilla being out. So for them... Depending on who finishes first and second in the other groups, it could end up being a very favorable round of 16 draw for them. And then in the quarterfinal draw, depending on how that plays out, it could also be very favorable for them. So for me, in my mind, Real Madrid could already be slotted into the quarterfinals uh, already, depending on who they play. What were you going to say? That, that was not what I was going to say. So what I was going to say, did you see that because Real Madrid is the only La Liga team to advance to the knockout stage, they get an additional 4.5 million euros? Do they? I mean, that's amazing for them. And they just get free money for being the only team to advance. Like, how crazy is that? Oh, that's great for them. I mean, it's all Barcelona's fault. You know what I mean? They had yeah. it in hands and they, they, they let it slip through their fingers. And also, they budgeted that they would go further, and then that financially messes them up as well. So, more yep. fun things. I love to see it. I love <laughs> I feel bad for the fans, but I love it. Nah, yeah. You got to love it. All right. Okay, into Group G. And, I mean, I think this one is already locked and loaded for the uh, knockout stage. Man City and Dortmund have both secured that knockout spot. Um, Man City, I think they're going to top the group already. Yes, they've drawn the past two games, but dude, it's they're going to be fine. They're going to be okay. Um, but one thing for Man City, though, is we talked about this. We got to bet the no goals scored. The past two Champions League games, there haven't been any goals scored. 
Yeah. What is that? I know. <laughs> um, Dortmund have really done really, really well in the Champions League. Deservedly are going into the knockout stage. I think it's just going to stay as is at the moment with Man City first, Dortmund second, Sevilla third, and then Copenhagen fourth. I mean, I, nothing's going to change here. I, I think we can just move on to Group H. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Group H is also very straightforward. PSG and Benfica have sealed qualification for the round of 16. It's all going to just determine who ends up uh, going through on that final match day. Juventus and PSG play each other, and Benfica and Maccabee Haifa have the last fixture together. So it's going to really just come down to goal difference here. Who smacks who? Uh, yeah, right. The surprise draw, right? I think in terms of this group, super disappointed in Juventus. I mean, absolute shambles of a yeah. of a club right now. Really, in my opinion, of the big clubs out there, the club that's in the worst situation, right? Because they have, I mean, I mean, Omi Vlahovic, right? They have great players. Their manager's been horrible financially. They're in a tough position. Uh, I strongly dislike their owner and what their owner has yeah. done with that team and the decisions he's made. So I just overall super disappointed in, in Juventus. They have time and time and again done this where they've lost to lesser teams in the past, you know, five, six years. And it's just, it's just become the norm. And they're not in, in terms of what they were in the early two, 2010s, they're not the same team as they were when they were making the champions league finals compared to now where yeah, they're can't even yeah. get out of the group stage, you know? It's just it's not good for them. And I'm surprised they've still kept Allegri for this long. It's it's sad. <laughs> it really is sad. Um I think is there anything else that you want to cover off on the Champions League? I know we have match day six next week. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it's gonna be the knockout uh pool I wanna say it has to be before the World Cup, right? For sure. Uh, I think they, they, they do the draw before the World Cup. I, I also think that I'm excited to see what ends up happening here with these teams, right? Because it'll seeing who finishes in what place will kind of determine an or yeah. idea of who we should kind of bet for, especially when we get the round of 16 draw, right? We yeah. did that Madrid would, would win during the round of 16 when they were listed at plus 2,800. So there's going to be a lot of good value for when we get through this draw. Uh, and, you know, I don't really have anything else to add. We can move on to Europa League if you'd want. Let, let's do the Europa League. I mean, we can do the same thing for the Europa League because, I mean, actually, no, let's not do the same thing. Let's do the same thing that we did last time where we talk about just the big dogs, where we know the Champions League teams are going to go down to the Europa League. You have Barcelona, potentially Juve. You have Atletico Madrid. I mean, now let's just talk about the top dogs in the Europa League. Who's impressed us? Who is disappointed at us? And what can potentially happen? Because, I mean, the first two teams I want to talk about is Arsenal and PSV. Yeah. Arsenal, I dude, what is the slump you guys are on? I don't know, man. I think that for, for them, they're going to end up scoring more goals. People are blaming the fact that the fixture list has made it super tiring for them. But I don't feel that that's the right excuse. I think it's just kind of like a small dip in their form. But at the yeah. same time, I think that they'll just continue uh, going. You know, we see this with clubs time and time and again, where they just get a slight dip in form. The good part about Arsenal is they're still winning games. So yeah, yeah I, I'll anticipate maybe they'll lose a couple here and there, but I'm not really too concerned about it, especially considering the fact that they're still going through 
to the next stage of the of the Europa League. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, they they're easily going through. They're still going to be one of the uh, favorites to win the whole thing, even with the Champions League teams coming down to the Europa League. Um, but I got to say, PSV have really impressed me. The yeah. business that they did this summer, getting Xavi Simons from PSG, what uh, was PSG thinking? Why did they sell him? Like, he could have been well, a valuable was, asset. He was a free agent. He didn't want to sign again for them. So then he left yeah, to PSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I think there's a, a clause in his contract that if PSV want to buy him back, it's going to be a set fee. Since he was, they let him go as a free agent. He was on, under contract. They released him and said, whoever, whichever team is going to sign him, we get a clause that we can buy him back. So, so this is the thing too. I don't know if that's true or not because I hear sometimes it's not true. Sometimes it's it's true, right? Like yeah. different sides have been reporting different things. Uh, if he wants to go back to PSG, he can go back, right? If he doesn't, yeah. then it'll be the same thing like it was with Isaac, where Dortmund wanted to buy him back and he didn't want to go back to Dortmund, so he decided to stay Ooh. at Social Dad. Uh, but I I totally agree with you. Amazing business by PSV. Yeah. Nisselroy, man, what a manager. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, he's broken Arsenal's winning streaks twice in a career. Yeah. First when playing with Man United, second as a coach for PSV. I know. I mean, he, he's really done great business for, uh, for them and then become a really good manager. And, I mean, you also have to give a shout-out to Cody Gapko, who is going to be an absolute star. He's going to get to one of the top clubs. He's already been eyeing down some of the uh, Premier League teams. He was actually going to potentially go to either Leeds or Fulham in the summer, but they could like the transfer just didn't happen. And yeah. now his value has just skyrocketed. Uh, I've seen Arsenal and United were in on him in the summer, but they just didn't pull the trigger. They one of those teams has to pull the trigger on him because he is a star in the making. 100%. And I think he solves the need for, for both of those teams in terms of mm-hmm. depth and actually being a good player to start. One more thing on, on Rude. He did uh, end th- both those winning streaks, but he also gave us the invincible season when he missed the penalty against uh, us in that fixture. Also, you know, keep your eye out on Manchester United's next manager, Rude Van Nisselrooy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric Ten Hag, that is my bold manager right there. He has turned this team around i mean let's just go into group e for man united i mean real sociedad have confirmed that i mean they're both these teams real sociedad and man united are both in the knockout stage for the europa league but it comes down to the last match day if man united win by two goals against real sociedad they finish in first real sociedad just draw or lose by one then they finish in first but the way that Man United have been playing right now, I'm not sure if you've been watching. They are a completely different team. Against Spurs last week, they just they dominated Spurs. Against Chelsea, they dominated Chelsea, and Chelsea just got a lucky penalty, in my opinion. Um, but the way that they've been playing, they've been pressing the ball more. They've been playing more aggressively. They're they're it's fun. It's fun to watch again. It's not boring. It is so much fun to watch when the players are trying to fight their hardest for their manager. And I don't care if you go out there and, and you lose or you draw. If you go out there, you put your effort into the match. As a fan, you cannot be mad at that. And you got to, like, you, you just love to see it. 
What's your take on what Anthony did during the the game where he did that little skill thing and uh, bro, let him have fun. Let him have fun. These pundits out there are saying that oh he's disrespecting the game. All right, where were they when Ronaldinho was doing all these juggling, everything that he was doing? Like bro, let them have fun. There have been so many times that a player has juggled and it's just not been well. But like. Let them have fun. It's a game. It's a sport. It's supposed to be entertaining. I agree. These pundits are taking it so seriously. And the same thing that happened to Richarlison a few, uh, a couple months ago at this point, where he was juggling and the team, the defenders weren't happy about it. So they tackled him. Had the defenders do something about it. Not the freaking pundits. Like, bro, just let them spin. It's fun. It. And that boosts his confidence. As a player, you need something that'll boost your confidence. And that, for Anthony, that's him. That's his trademark. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I totally agree with everything you said. You know, going through, like, the rest of the groups, just eyeing it, Freiburg have sealed their qualification. Very impressive for them. Lazio, top of their group. Uh, and then, you know, Real Betis, top of their group, sealed it going through Roma. It will it all comes down to the last match day for Roma. I know, but they're playing Ludogratz, too, who are also tied at seven points, I believe. So, this yeah. is it. I mean, they got to win this game to, to go through. Otherwise, they're going to the Conference League again, which I think is something that they don't want. I mean, they won it last year, but uh, I'll be very imp- impressed, and I, I expect Roma to, to go through. But, if, like I said, if Ludogratz goes through, Kudos to them. They they will deserve it because yeah, they would have beaten or drawn with Roma. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, uh, we expect Monaco to move on. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Freiburg, but Lazio have pretty much secured. Actually, no. If no. Lazio Lazio plays, uh, let's see who they play next week. Lazio plays Feyenoord. Yeah. If Feyenoord wins, they move on. So yep. that's actually, a, that's probably the tightest group at the moment for the Europa League. So that's a group to watch out for. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, I have a question for you before we move yeah. on to our uh, other co- topic that I wanted to talk about. But who do you, from the Champions League, who's coming down that's going to be a threat in this competition to you? Besides, uh, I think Barcelona is just obvious given the squad size, but who yeah. else are you looking at? Uh, I mean, Barcelona is the number one. Um, Atleti, if they go down, is going to be another one. Uh, if RB Salzburg goes down, uh, I think they're one of the top ones as well. Uh, and then Ajax, despite their dip in form at the moment, they'll always balance back. They have the talent at the moment. I think the coach is going to figure it out. But uh, I think it's mainly Barcelona that's going to be the biggest threat. I actually expected more teams to be a bigger threat. But, I mean, Barcelona is going to be, like, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough Europa League knockout stage. The toughest I've seen probably ever. Uh, I want to read yeah. some teams that we're, we're going to expect. My pick is Sevilla, by the way, who have always won it. But Yeah, but they're just not performing well this year. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I think <laughs> I don't think it matters to them either. Let me, let me read you the teams that we'll see in the Europa League now. Okay possible right Juventus Sevilla uh mm-hmm. you know RB Leipzig or Shakhtar one or the other right uh mm-hmm. RB Salzburg 
one of the teams from Group D. So Tottenham, Lisbon, Frankfurt, Marseille. One of those teams. Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, or Leverkusen. Two tough teams. I yeah. Just all – I mean, the Europa League is going to become like the Champions League quality kind of competition with the amount of good teams that we're going to get. Yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun to to watch. You're gonna you're gonna possibly see Arsenal against Barcelona or Arsenal against Juventus or Manchester United against you know Sevilla or give me Manchester United versus Ajax right now. Inject I... it into my veins. All right, that man. would be literally the funniest thing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I just wanted to ask you, yeah, your opinion on uh, Benzema winning the Ballon d'Or about uh, Lewandowski getting awarded the striker of the year, even though Benzema won the Ballon d'Or and he's a striker. And then also Gavi, who neither of us expected to win. No, not at all. Award, right. Uh, what's your take on all that? Because we're going to so, be either way, I think. Yeah, no. I mean, Benzema 100% deserved the Ballon d'Or. Uh, I mean, there's no debate about that whatsoever. Fully deserved. Um, well, I will say about Benzema not winning the striker of the year, whatever that award was, um, it's similar to the NFL where you have the MVP and then you have the offensive player of the year. Typically, the MVP is an offensive player, but the offensive player of the year is going to be somebody that's different. You don't want to give them two awards typically. So for this case, they still felt that Lewandowski is a viable option or viable secondary to Benzema because he already got the Ballon d'Or. Why would he get both the Ballon d'Or and the Offensive Player of the Year? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is Gavi winning the Young Player of the Year award. That is absolutely atrocious. Jude Bellingham, 19 years old, captaining Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. My guy, why is he not the winner of it? And he's scoring goals for them. And he's playing center mid. Gavi has, he burst onto the scene in late of last season. Barely did anything. This season, he's not doing anything statistically wise. I really don't think that uh, Gavi winning the award was the right call whatsoever. I think Bellingham 1000% deserved it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I'm just looking it up. So they apparently changed the way the criteria is for this trophy that Lewandowski won, which is. From the second edition onwards, the award is based on the amount of goals scored throughout a season. Uh, that makes sense. Club and national included. So I think, I think, all right, if you're talking about that in terms of qualifications, there's nothing really you can say. Yeah. Uh, I think we will forever be jaded and not consider the Ballon d'Or a real award or the French magazine that gives out the award a real uh, award, you know, representation on football, given the fact that Lewandowski didn't win the Ballon d'Or last year in 2021 so um i'll forever be jaded about that lucas it doesn't matter to me what anyone says even yeah. if it's for a team that i despise you know it doesn't change the circumstance that he was put in now, i agree he, now, he got he got shafted 100 percent. now uh with that being said i think we should move on to our bets and upcoming fixtures for the weekend Let's while also, while also saying Shout out to Pablo Mari, who got stabbed, right, and is recovering and will play on Monday. Uh, super tragic event. Crazy for him. Amazing 
story uh, for him to overcome something like that. Just uh, very sad, though. Very tragic event. Bro, that's crazy. Like, yeah. very, very sad. I mean, somebody had passed away in that situation. I mean, uh, it's just very, very sad that people would go out in this world and do that. But, I mean, thank God for Pablo Mari. He's okay. I mean, the fact that he's going to play, that's a blessing. He's going to play literally four days after getting stabbed. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. But, yeah, on, on to brighter brighter news. Uh, bets of the week. Nick, do you have your two or three bets? Yeah, so I have the uh, Leicester Man City fixture. Uh, okay. I, I have definitely the over on the goal scored for that, for sure. Ooh. Okay, uh, uh, I'm iffy on that because it's an early, early game fixture. Because it's early sad. games. It's a Saturday early morning fixture. Well, early morning here, early afternoon fixture there. Typically, early games are like low scoring. And also, Erling Holland is not slated to play. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, fair Unless enough. It's in goals like crazy. Uh, should I bet the 0-0 zero, zero then, Lucas? Is that what No, you're... no, no. They cannot do 0-0 zero, zero, like back-to-back games. But I would bet the 0-0 zero, zero next week for the Champions League. <laughs> All right. Listen, the under is, is the very much the favorite here at minus 154. But I don't know. Something's telling me to go the over. I've been over what? Two and a half? Over three and a half at plus 126. The over is minus 154 at uh, uh, two and a half goals. If you're doing under two and a half, it's plus 166. But I just feel like to go. I just feel like I need to go over here. Over Fair three enough. and a half goals. Fair enough. Yeah, go with your gut. I will not push you away from it. Hopefully, it works okay. out. I hope so too. Cheers. Uh, my first one is Chelsea money line versus Brighton at plus one thirty-five. Okay. Graham Potter going against his former team on a winning streak that they've just performed so well. He knows how his former team ma- is managed. He knows how they play. And this should be an easy victory for Chelsea because he's going to be able to uh, diagnose the winning formula for Chelsea. Um, and they're coming off a victory, numerous victories, great form. I think it's Chelsea money line plus one thirty-five. You're getting plus money for that too. That's that's really good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, this is so tough for me, but I want to go over again for Liverpool Leeds. Another over three and a half goals at plus one hundred. Even basically even odds. I uh, really like the fixture game for that. Uh, Leeds have been leaking in goals, and I think Jesse Marsh is going to end up getting sacked regardless. Liverpool, they need to start picking it up. So for me, I just I really like that fixture result, and I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick you know the over three and a half for that as well. That's yep. sad for Jesse Marsh, man. Like uh, he, I just want him to be the U.S. men's national team coach. I feel like he'll do a really really good job picking the right players, picking the right management or style of play, I think he would do fantastic for them. But sad that it just didn't work out for Leeds. Um, but I do mm-hmm. like that. I, I think Liverpool are going to just smash in some goals. Salah's going to get a couple, in my opinion. Uh, Darwin Nunez has been picking up his uh, form despite missing an absolute sitter over the week in the Champions League. But I think he's going to get a goal as well. So I, I really like that. My second one is uh, in the Serie A. It's uh, AC Milan. Money line versus Torino at plus 115. This is another one, plus odds. 
with the way that AC Milan have been playing, they've been performing very, very well. Uh, they need to continue that momentum going into the Champions League next week. So I think they need a victory here. Keep that going and then go into the game against Salzburg next week. And I think this is a game that plus money for them. I really like that spot. I I think that's a good bet as well. I'm going to take a look for a second to see my other bet. Um, where is this? Okay. I'm going to be picking Athletic Bilbao over Villarreal here in La Liga. Unai Emery, Athletic Bilbao's uh, plus 105 favorite, and they've been in very good form recently. They are currently slated in sixth place, and uh, I think that they need to get a result here. Villarreal, you know, in contrast is in seventh, you know, super tight, but given the fact that they lost their manager, I, I kind of like Bilbao here. I like that. And then my third one actually is actually staying in the uh, in La Liga. So mine is Sevilla money line minus 105 versus Rayo Vallecano. Um, honestly, I just Sevilla should get a victory here, bounce back. They they need to get a good run of form. They have quality players too. Um, I think they've performed well recently, and they really should get a victory here. So pretty much even odds for this one. I like it. So I'm going to, uh, I've decided I'm going to replace the Liverpool leads over three and a half goals with something okay. else. Actually, you know what? I like that one too. I like all three. I'm going to place a fourth bet instead. Okay, place this a fourth one, bet. This, one, this one's going to be Villa against Newcastle United. I'm taking the Aston Villa money line at plus 360. Uh, I'm just betting on the new manager bump. So that's what I'm predicting. They're going to be refreshed. solid. Yeah, so I think at the odds of getting a you know three point six to to one, I really like that. So that's going to be my fourth pick. I like that. I like that. Even though Newcastle, you have to say, currently in fourth place, they they've been performing well for the, in the Premier League. Almiron Very. has turned into an absolute stud ever since uh, Jack Grealish called him out. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I think it's crazy to me. Um, yeah. Super impressed, though. Super impressed. Very I impressive. It. I mean, they've turned it around very quick. Even with the injuries from Alexander Ishak, I mean, they're still scoring a lot of goals, getting the results that they need to get. So uh, I really like uh, Newcastle at the moment. But that new manager bump, look at what Villa did last week. That new manager bump, it's going to continue. And they have, they're they a talented side, too. For it's sure. It's a shame that they haven't been able to reflect that on the field. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing else left to say, Lucas. Is there anything you want to go over? Nah, dude. Uh, let, let's bring it home. Let's uh, enjoy them techers over the week or the weekend. A lot going on. But, no, I think that's it, Nick. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week when we recap match day six of the Champions League and the Europa League. We hope you guys have a happy Halloween. And like Lucas said, enjoy them techers.